With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today on the All Dodgers Podcast, we welcome back friend of the show, Casey Porter, Dodgers Daily here on YouTube and online. We are talking this time about Dodgers pitching prospects. Kyle Hurt, what does his future look like? What can we learn about the tandem or the trio of Nick Ferrasso, Landon Knack, River Ryan? What went wrong with Gavin Stone in 2023 and how can he get better this coming season and how can he prove himself to be right this is a Dodgers organization that just seems to print highly regarded pitching prospects almost yearly shout out Andrew Friedman shout out uh, Billy Gasparino up there at the top in the front uh, in the front office for doing an incredible job because we're over the last handful of years over the last 10 years really uh, less than 10 years you got going from Walker Bueller Tony Gonsolin Dustin May Mitch White to throw him in there uh, uh, Ryan Pepio Michael Grove Bobby Miller Gavin Snow and all of these guys Emmett Sheehan they've all come up and helped this club in some way they've had some varying impact on the organization and now we know the next wave is coming and that's why we welcome back Casey Porter onto the show but first I gotta remind you I am Clint Pasillas find me is real frg on all the social media things like this video if you enjoy it at any point in time it really helps out the channel go follow casey at dodgers daily here on youtube subscribe to me while you're here uh clint at real frg on uh, on this social media on this uh, this youtube thing um we're trying to get to a billion million subscribers or at least add one or two more along the way but let's get into the conversation with casey so, guys, welcome back to the show. Casey Porter, Dodgers Daily. If, again, for the folks that don't know Casey, he's a great Dodgers analyst here on the YouTube and uh, one of the best Dodgers prospects insider you're ever going to see online. I promise you that. So welcome back, Casey. Appreciate the time here, man. Appreciate you having me in. Uh, having me in. And this is super exciting for the second time. Had a great time last <laughs> week. So Super excited about it, Clint. And hey, you know what? Last time, I just told you before I hit record, but last time you 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 nailed it. You hit the 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 nail on the head, saying there was a move coming for these Dodgers. They're going to add a left fielder that makes their quote offense more dynamic, and they did exactly that with the Teoscar Hernandez uh, addition. 
That move, though, you know what? Let's start on that for a second. It comes at the expense of playing time for top prospects. Guys, we focused on a lot in our last conversation with Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas. Uh, what do you like about the Hernandez move? And I know you've talked about it already on your show, but uh, what do you like about the move here? And you know, what do you hate or, let's say, dislike about the, the addition? I like everything about it. And the reason why is obviously there is no bad one-year deal. Okay, and then you're deferring it. So here's the deal with Teoscar, and I thought he was going to actually start by asking for four years. And the reason is he has six years of MLB time. He made his debut in 2016, played in 2017, but didn't get his first major league year until 2018. So I thought he was going to ask for four years to get to that pension. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, he just deferred money till till after the contract's over, and that kind of acts as a retirement plan and that pension all in the same. So I think the Dodgers and him kind of figured out that situation. And then he has the best of all worlds because then he gets to go and have that one-year prove-it year. If you have that year, which so many guys come to the Dodgers, first of all, Clint, just like Jason Hayward, they're going to be able to put him in advantageous positions. Yep. So he's not going to have to face pitching or matchups that aren't advantageous for him. And he's going to be around dudes that he's never been around before. He's going to be around all-stars. So it all sets up for Teoscar Hernandez to have a great year. So if he does that, then he signs his bag after this year. So from his perspective, it's fantastic. And if he does that, then it's obviously all wins for the Dodgers because the Dodgers needed an outfielder that could hit left-handers, that was right-handed, and then obviously could hit home runs. And I think by the fact that the Dodgers are going to be able to play the matchup game like they did with Jason Hayward last year, that's going to reduce the strikeouts. It's going to minimize any kind of the downfall that he might bring, the inconsistencies that he might bring. I think the Dodgers are going to be able to minimize that. You hit on it as far as, as Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas. That didn't play a factor with me as much as I love the prospects. That didn't play a factor at all with me. Because I told you last time I was on, once Shohei Otani signed, experimenting with Miguel Vargas and Michael Bush at left field, that was out of the question. That's, that's it's, incredibly It's too fair. much to ask a club like the Dodgers that have committed a billion dollars to two players to say, hey, here, rookies, go try this one on for size. Let's just go see if it works, right? That just wasn't going to happen. So in a lot of ways, I think this is better for Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas because it closes – windows in the Dodgers organization, which means that it makes it that much more urgent probably to move them. Yeah, hey, you know, they look real good uh, wearing Marlins across their chest. Uh, that's what a lot of fans are definitely wanting to see right now. And, you know, one of the things I'm very curious about and seeing play out, and hey, there's still an opportunity for plenty of opportunity for trades to happen uh, between now and pitchers and catchers reporting and even into spring training. But I'm interested in seeing how that outfield plays out and how the bench kind of plays out and where, you know, where Chris Taylor fits into this. Like, is he a redundancy in the outfield alongside Manuel Margot? Um, are they going to try to flip Margot somewhere? Because I mean, he's, he's got speed, he's got defense, but is he really the best option on there? And, and if CT is going to be kind of like a backup infielder, Hey, that's what you have Miguel Rojas for so i think the bench is good but also i think it's it, it needs maybe one more piece hell there's so many lefties in the lineup maybe they need a left-handed uh, batter on the bench but ugh, all of that 
that's a whole other conversation just to throw that out there so maybe uh maybe one of these days we'll we'll talk more about uh, the the uh the projected bench projected outfield but i want to talk about pitching because we talked a lot about the the position player side of of uh the prospects in the dodgers organization last time last week and and now um we know pitching definitely has a more clear avenue to some playing time in L.A. this year, like they always do. We saw a bunch of dudes come up last year with, with mm-hmm. Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, uh, eventually Kyle Hurt. I do have Kyle Hurt questions in there. But I, I the some of the guys we didn't see as much, but we heard a lot about last year, Nick Frasso, Landon mm-hmm. Knack, who's at Dodger Stadium this week or has been the last couple of weeks, River Ryan. What can you tell the fine people here about that tandem? Or that trio, start, I should really say. Yeah, let's start with Nick Frosso, a local SoCal boy, went to Loyola Marymount, and is just really a flamethrower. Okay, so the problem with him was 2020 COVID canceled the season there for the Lions. Well, all college baseball. 2021, he gets hurt, so then he comes back in 2022, and his very first game back after not having pitched in just about two years. He goes over 100 miles an hour on multiple occasions in the Toronto organization and if you remember the Mitch White deal they trade Mitch White for Nick Frasso Nick Frasso comes over and it's been a very successful period for Nick but it's also been one that's kind of up and down in terms of injuries Mm. so you're talking about a long lanky herky-jerky what I call lots of (laughs) knees and elbows type delivery and big time extension when I say big time extension what I mean is he's so long on the lower half of his body that when he lands He's probably close to seven foot closer to home plate than he started as far as touching the rubber. That's the type of extension he has. So kind of like a bruised R. Gratterall. Yes, he throws 99, but he doesn't give very much extension. Mm -hmm. So he's having to actually throw the ball a longer distance than a guy like Nick Frasso. So 99 to a hitter from bruised R. Gratterall looks like 95, whereas 96, 97 from Nick Frasso looks like 100 because the ball's traveling a shorter distance. Long story short to say, Nick Frasso has a plus, plus, plus fastball, three-pitch guy. He's a guy that can get hitters out with three pitches because his fastball is so good. And like so many of these Dodgers pitchers, everything plays off the fastball, everything Mm -hmm. tunnels off of it. And the thing about Nick Frasso, I have this confirmed. One thing I really like about him, he was – course the Dodgers they basically don't take you unless you're a two-way player so many of these guys were two-way stars at whatever high school and sometimes in college like you know like like some of the guys have done but Nick Frasso can dunk I do have that on I I do have that on record and I know that for a fact so not only is he tall and gangly with the big fastball he's massively athletic and that's huge Clint Mm -hmm. because if you look at what Ryan Pepio did last year and I talked to him in the offseason, he shaped his body, became more athletic, and because Ryan Pepio became more athletic, he was able to access the zone a lot easier, and because of that, he threw a lot more strikes. So the athletic ability for Nick Frosso is off the charts. The fastball is fantastic. It's simply a matter of can he stay healthy. He finished last season on the IL, so did Landon Knack, so we'll see how 2024 goes as far as health. 
So you mentioned, uh, obviously, Nick Frasso is one of those uh, great front office finds, the Friedman finds. Uh, the other name I, I had mentioned, you know, along with Knack, but River Ryan, uh, a steal from San Diego. I'm sure they're kicking themselves for giving him up for Matt Beatty. But uh, thoughts on River Ryan and, and what, um, you know, what kind of future does he have in, uh, in, in the major leagues, really? It was interesting because last year I was in Oklahoma City and Sacramento came to town. And Matt Beatty was on that team. And it was like, man, the Dodgers traded River Ryan, who was pitching that night for Oklahoma City, to Matt Beatty. And I'm thinking the only thing that made sense for San Diego was that Matt Beatty actually was major league ready and River Ryan needed a couple years. Mm -hmm. And here these two dudes are in the exact same field in AAA. That's how much the Dodgers won that trade by because it was supposed to be major league ready Mm -hmm. versus – you know, maybe a guy that's a little bit more talented and dynamic, but not major league ready for a couple of years, but they had caught up to each other. Okay, so River Ryan, we talked about Nick Frasso being able to dunk. Not only can River Ryan dunk, he can windmill dunk, Clint. Okay. So if you ask him, he's probably got the hands on not, him. Yeah, absolutely. Ask him about it sometime. And quite frankly, you know, I've asked a couple players, you know, you always see that position players have to pitch. If a pitcher had to go play shortstop, who would it be? It would be River Ryan. They all say that. And I I would venture to say that pound for pound, or maybe not even pound for pound, River Ryan is the best athlete in the entire Dodgers system. That is not an exaggeration. You're welcome to ask any player that you see. He is that good of an athlete. Okay, so going back to high school, his brother Ryder Ryan, who was in AAA last year, he went to North Carolina, University of North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. And then he was probably going to follow along in that, that type of school, probably North Carolina. And then he hurt his back. So teams kind of went off of him. So he ended up at UNC Pembroke. He was probably the best two-way player in the United States of America at UNC Pembroke. Then he got drafted by the Padres. He was a two-way player with the Padres and then got picked up by the Dodgers. When he got with the Dodgers, the Dodgers point blank told him, you're not going to be a, two, a two-way player. You are now going to be a pitcher only. I do think River misses getting to take BP <laughs> and getting to be a two-way player because he's a dog like that. And I mean that in every stretch, of every positive way of, of the word. And here's a really cool thing about him. Here's kind of my, my you know, the, all these players are good, so what separates one from the other? Yeah. You see some of these guys, and they're enjoying the process, right? They're just kind of like, hey, I'm a professional baseball player. This is cool. Like to hang out with the dudes. Not saying he doesn't do all that, but I can tell you right now, he is in the minor leagues for only one reason, and that is to use the minor leagues to become a major leaguer. That's the way he thinks. When he when you get to talk to him, he is just absolutely a big leaguer aura to him. He, he just thinks like a big leaguer, and from that perspective, he's very impressive. As far as on the field, the typical electric, I believe he reached 99 last year, you know, the high-riding fastball, the tunneled uh, change-up and slider, and then an occasional flipped-in curveball just kind of to get ahead of a hitter. So you're going to see a guy that that has electric stuff. For River Ryan, it's all about keeping the ball in the strike zone. He's probably going to have a strike strikeout percentage over 10%. So the formula for him is going to be to have the strikeout percentage over 10%. But the big key for him, Clint, can he get that that – that uh, base on ball percentage, less than 3%. If he can get that down around 3% or lower, the strikeout percentage is going to be there. 
that's when he's a consistent major leaguer and the electric stuff stuff actually starts paying off at the major league level. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody who walked over four per nine last year, but the stuff mm-hmm. was still there. Got his first uh, cup of coffee, like you're saying, in Oklahoma City. Didn't didn't turn out all that great, but you know he is getting somewhat older in prospect. I mean, he's only played his twenty age twenty four season. He's he's still in a yeah. good spot. Uh, he to me feels like a future reliever with the Dodgers more than anything. Agree or disagree? Well, there's. I would say, I think the key you say there is with the Dodgers, because I mean you're looking at Dustin May coming back, Tony Gonsolin coming back, Shohei Otani coming back. They may sign Clayton Kershaw to two years. Who knows what's going to happen to Walker Bueller? Hot take of the day. I think there's a great chance that they're going to get Roki Sasaki. I, I would, I would pretty much bet on it at this point. So you add that to Tyler Glass now, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and and all of the. The rotate Emmett Sheehan, Bobby Miller. Yep. So yeah, I think it's a it's pretty fair to say that the odds would say no matter who you are at this point, you stand to be a reliever. And then, and then the key quote there is the key part of that in the Dodgers system. In the Dodgers, if system. you're in anybody else's system, these guys, Nick Frasso and those type of guys, would be towards the top of a starting rotation. But it's just math, Clint. We talked about this last time. The math. I mean, you look at it. And I say this all the time, you know, at the double-A level is where they weed out the talent. If mm-hmm. you're not talented enough to be a major leaguer, you, that's where you die. You die at the double-A level. If you're talented enough but then not skilled enough, you die at the triple-A level. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so yeah. Like if you, if, like if you can't command the zone well enough but you have the great stuff, you'll probably make it to triple-A but then die on the vine in triple-A because you're not skilled enough. So I say that only to say – if you make it to AAA and even really AA in the Dodgers organization, you are a major league caliber talent. They've already weeded you out or traded you or allowed you to become a free agent already by that perspective. So it's just a matter of opportunity, you know, being in the right place at the right time and getting your chance. And then when you get your chance, taking advantage of it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One guy who, who um, well, we can go two different ways. I do want to touch on on Knack a little bit more because this, if any year he's going to get his chance, it's going to be this year. Obviously, you know, drafted by the Dodgers, kind of up and down career. You know, the COVID seasons did not help his development at all. But he looks like somebody along with, hell, we could even mention the Kendall Williams who's out there at Dodger Stadium right now hanging out with Shohei. These are guys that are hungry, that are also on that older side 
of the prospect uh, pitching prospect uh, spectrum. Like if if you were really going to be uh, you know a can't miss guy, you probably would have already made your debut. But he's another guy, Landon Knack, who after you know a really really down twenty two came back, put together a, a great year at Tulsa. Um, you know, made his way up to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Is he somebody that you think is kind of maybe ride that Mitch White uh, shuttle back and forth, or is that maybe somebody that's more like an Emmett Sheehan this year? I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you did, but he actually rode that train a couple of times last yes, year. Yeah. He was taxied, and they didn't just didn't get in, which that happened to several different guys. Hey, got the frequent or, flyer miles, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. I talked to Ryan Pepio about that, and he said, hey, I think we went on our honeymoon. They went to Dubai for their honeymoon. He said, I think I got my entire plane ticket for both my wife and I paid for That's with great. all the frequent flyer miles going back and forth. That is yes, great. but Landon Knack is a skilled strike thrower, four pitches, and believe it or not, he really wasn't even sought after by the pros. Went to East Tennessee State there, was one of the best strikeout pitchers in the land there in East Tennessee. So wasn't really kind of sought up by pro, by pro scouts until after his senior year got, got uh, drafted. And then away he went and was really thought of really highly, was throwing about 96, reaching 97. And then the injury bug just, just really slowed him down. Of course, 2020, as you mentioned. And then 2022, he had the forearm issues that, I mean, every time it's like, okay, so he tried to fight through it because there's so much competition in this organization. Mm-hmm. You can't let your guard down. If you do, you have a whole crop of pitchers that want to take your spot, right? So he tried to fight through the injuries in 2022. And it really affected his numbers. And then injuries last year, if you look at, at you know, not just statistics, look at the underlying metrics like, like the baseball savant type of stuff, like his, his below on certain pitches. It was really up and down last year. And it was real telling because he was, again, fighting injury again and just trying to fight through it and suck it up and stay on the field and be a guy that, that, the, that this organization can rely on to be on the field over and over. So he's kind of like Nick Frasso. When he is healthy, Clint, he is the most skilled. You know, most of these Dodgers prospect pitchers, they have electric stuff. They're all Mm -hmm. close to 100 miles an hour. They have the sliders that break 35 to 40 inches. They have the tumbling change-ups. Landon Knack, though, but but the, the biggest problem with almost all these prospects in the Dodgers organization, going all the way down to rookie ball, is that they don't throw enough strikes, right? That's not Landon Knack. Landon Knack is a major league skilled strike thrower with four different pitches right now. And sometimes you'll see like Emmett Sheehan, when he first came up, I got a kick out of it because the reporters kept asking him that, about his two seam. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, guys, I don't have a two seam. It's a four seam. I just have arm side run to it. It just happens. So sometimes it, it, it profiles maybe as a cutter that slider does, but he is a four pitch pitcher. And I can tell you, he will throw all four pitches for a strike. So he is that guy, in my opinion, that you can put in every single role that you need because at the very least, Clint, you're going to go out there and he's not going to beat you. He's going to go out there and throw strikes for you with four pitches, and boy, that for that that's very valuable to be able to use in different roles. So, and also, oh, yeah. Landon Act, because of the injuries, I think he's very motivated to prove that he's still one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. So, yeah, Landon Knack has an exciting time. And I can tell you, too, that he's in the best shape of his life. He's in L.A. right now. 
and he is super pumped about yeah. 2024. Yeah, this is a kid that that looks hungrier than just about anybody, at least in, when you see how often he's posting on Instagram these days. And I love it. I'm hyped for it because I am excited about this kid. I think, uh, you know, he's not going to be a massive difference maker in 2024, but he's somebody that's going to play a key role and uh, you know, hopefully knock on desk feel like he earned his ring at the end of the year, even if he's not in the bullpen or in the rotation in the World Series. Uh, you know, you mentioned Knack as somebody, and a lot of these guys, uh, not Knack so much, a lot of these guys that have issues finding the strike zone at like a major league rate. Well, somebody who had trouble at the major league level finding the strike zone, and we're talking about another starter here, Gavin Stone. What went wrong for Gavin Stone in 2023? Well, first of all, you know, whenever you make your major league debut, it's it's very difficult to do to begin with. At the beginning of last year, he, he was not throwing his two seam. He was throwing his four seam, the typical high riding type deal with the slider and then the changeup. So here's the deal, Clint, and I always say this. Every level that you move up, the biggest difference for pitchers is that plate discipline for hitters mm-hmm. increases massively, right? So the thing is, is that as you go up, Hitters stop stop swinging at pitches that aren't strikes. So your your changeup can tumble sixty inches all at once, but once you go ar- around one time, or maybe even at the AAA level, now that they have all the advanced metrics, if you have if they know that that all you got to do is not swing at a certain pitch because it's going to end up not being a strike, right? Then then that's something that major league hitters are going to do. Mm-hmm. Then if you have to throw it for a strike and it doesn't move quite as much. Now it's hit. So it's point blank for Gavin Stone. It's a matter of commanding his stuff. So he made a lot of good of adjustments, kind of like Michael Grove. He added a cutter. He became more east and west, in my opinion. They did this to John Rooney last year, a left-handed reliever. So you add that cutter. So in, so what the Dodgers like, Clint, they like the high-riding fastball. Then they tunnel that, that slider off of it that has massive depth. When I say depth, downward movement. Mm-hmm. So they added that cutter that doesn't have really a whole lot of downward movement, just a slight left turn to it, right? Yeah. And then you add back in that two seam that has that slight right turn. That's what I call an east-west type of pitcher because you're moving horizontally. Yeah, so otherwise everything was just dropping arsenal. south for him, yeah. Correct. So why, why is that valuable? Why was that valuable for Michael Grove? Because then that gets you in the strike zone. So instead of throwing a slider and a changeup that are tumbling 40 inches and are harder than hell to, to – to actually land in the zone and major league hitters aren't swinging at it unless it actually lands in the zone. Now we just have a slight t- uh, left turn, a slight right turn. Now we have strikes. Now we're ahead in the zone. So now we can tumble the change up and get hitters actually to swing and miss at that because they are down on the count, one strike, two strikes, and now they're defensive. To me, that was the game changer for Gavin Stone. He made all those adjustments, talked to Alex Friedman the AAA play-by-play voice for Oklahoma City, and Alex will point blank tell you it was somewhere, I can't remember the exact date, like June or July where you could say, okay, I visibly see the adjustments that he made and that he's finally comfortable with them. So I can tell you, and then you look at the playoff, the playoff, the triple Oklahoma City, they made it to the, yeah. the PCL championship for the first time since 1996. They actually won it, and then they played that one-game series against the the, the other league, I can't ever remember what the other league's called, but they actually played the Baltimore Orioles AAA team. But anyways, long story short, Gavin Stone pitched in that PCL championship and was fantastic. So I can tell you for a fact, the organization is really excited about 
where Gavin Stone left last year. Made a lot of adjustments Mm -hmm. and got comfortable with them, and I think he's ready to go. Yeah, and an important thing for him is and the organization is to – not put him in the same positions that he ended up being in, uh, you know, I guess after his debut is always kind of feeling behind the eight ball, you know, spot starts in Tampa Bay at, at 10 in the morning or whatever it was, our time, like just really, really shit situations for the kid that did not help him even slightly. So I feel a lot better. The, the feel- worst ones, Glenn, I don't mean to cut you out, but the worst ones were when they would taxi him, then not pitch him. Yeah, and then get him out of his out of that group. Yeah, Yeah, no, and we know this team has a propensity to do that from time to time. We'll say, Uh, let's let's get let's get positive. I mean, we're always positive. We're still you're going to point out all the best things, the best features about these. these, uh, (laughs) But um, (laughs) one of the ones I was most excited uh, uh, to talk to you about because this is a guy that even though he pitched, he, he made one. MLB appearance last year. Uh, this is a kid whose name puts butts in the seats. We're talking about Kyle Hurt. Came up, mm-hmm. made that uh, big impression. Where does his future lie? Is he a starting rotation guy? Is he a back end of the bullpen guy? And is he going to end up getting a role with this team sooner or later in the bullpen? Yes, yes, and yes to all of those questions. <laughs> yes, is he a starter? Yes, is he a back end guy? And, you know, yes, is he electric? All of that. Does he have a role at this club? Yes, no doubt about it. I can tell you, man, when, when clubs call and they want pitchers for the Dodgers, take your pick, but he's up there at the top, and and the Dodgers are like, huh, man, this guy's way too electric. So you're talking about a guy that is reaching close to 100 miles an hour. Okay, let me look. I'm going to look to my left here because I want to make sure and get these numbers correct. Right now. Strikeouts per nine, Clint. This isn't a new thing to him. 2021. 1543, 2022, 1413, and 2023, 1523, and then last year uh, at the AAA level, 14. This is a guy that will strike everybody out. So it's a fastball that's electric, it's a slider, it's a it's a it's a changeup that's electric. And the thing about him, just like everybody else, it's up to him. The thing that's exciting about Kyle Hurt is that when he actually is executing. He is going to get major league outs against the better best hitters in the league. So it's all in his court because his stuff is that electric. So the thing about him is his stuff is so electric that, in my opinion, it would be wasted in the middle of a game. It either needs to start the game to set the tone or it needs to be at the back end of the game when you need your biggest outs. Because when he's repeating his delivery over and over and over and when he is in the strike zone, he is absolutely, absolutely electric. Yeah, and this stuff is good enough even when he's out of the strike zone to yeah. induce some swing and miss. And of course, elite punch from somebody like Kyle Hurd. I, I, you know, he's one of those type of dudes where, you know, granted, I have not seen him as much at the lower levels, but just really watching, uh, watching him last year and definitely seeing that debut, you know, he's. He's somebody that makes me really not want this organization to go out and pursue a potential closer like they're reportedly mm-hmm. having some interest in right now. Let, let's see Kyle Hurt in there over a Josh Hader. And I'm sure some fans aren't going to be happy with that take, but that's how that's how you should feel about Kyle Hurt. Because, again, elite punch. And it, it's honestly, you look at the numbers, it's up there with somebody like a Josh Hader. Um, yeah. So let me say this about Kyle Hurt, kind of to your point there. Dad played in the NFL, or excuse me, grandpa played in the NFL, 
Dad played Division One football at Ole Miss and Southern Cowboy, too. So Kyle Hurt played a million different sports growing up, including lacrosse. Another so Dodger athlete. Back, yeah, <laughs> comes from a background of big-time athletes. So when you see that, I think what you're seeing there is just his presence. Okay, he got that naturally from all the people he grew up with. He, and, and honestly, you look at that dude like – you almost call him Haas, man. That is a dude who looks like a pitcher. He almost throwback, you know. They get the um, the the rocket Roger Clemens vibes to him. Maybe a little Yoba Chamberlain, something like that. Not to say I'm profiling him that way. I'm just saying he looks like somebody who's gonna go pitch a game, then you know get blackout drunk at the bar after the game and beat up a few people who are eyeing somebody the wrong way. I don't know. He just he, he's a guy who looks like a dude to me. Um, to switch gears, one last one I want to get you out on. Uh, and you mentioned one name, and I'm hoping you bring it up again, but uh, this is a random one. In your opinion, who is in this organization? I'm, I, and if anything, I'm more focusing on like a, a random left-handed reliever type, but who's mm-hmm. the next Justin Brule type, the the completely under-the-radar dude? Like I'm somebody who pays a lot of attention to this organization, and when he made his, his debut, when they made that call up, I was like, who the F is Justin Brule? No idea who he is. Who is somebody... Uh, in your opinion, down in the the organization, that could be one of those guys that that you know, pops up out of nowhere and helps his club in some way this year. So just so you'll know, Justin Brule's dad is an ace bowler, right? Probably can beat Mookie Betts in bowling, right? <laughs> and then, by the way, congratulations to Justin. He just signed a minor league contract. I can't remember exactly what organization, but that was a win for him. Okay, so you got Alec Gamboa. He he hit 99 last year. He's sitting there at the AAA level from Madera, California. Grew up his whole entire family are diehard Dodgers fans. He actually idolized Fernando Valenzuela, which is why he's number 34. When you see his windup, it looks just like Fernando. He So you have a guy, he's electric. And then you have John Rooney, who is the guy that I talked about, went a little bit east and west. Yeah. Both of those guys were starters as of about a year and a half ago, converted to relief. So I think your first two lefties that you're going to see are Alec Gamboa and John Rooney. And when you see Alec Gamboa, and okay, so the time that he hit 99, he was in Sacramento. So all of his folks and all of his family and friends came over from Madera, which is the Fresno area, and he had like 150 people in the stands. And he had so much adrenaline, he went from like his typical 94, 95, 96, (laughs) all the way up to 99. So when he actually, if he ever gets to toe the mound at Dodgers Stadium, of which that's how he got signed by the Dodgers, he actually got invited to a, a, a tryout, a workout there at Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers liked him so much that, that they actually signed him. If he ever gets to toe the mound at Dodger Stadium with all of his family and friends there, watch out. He's going to have massive adrenaline. It's going to be very fun. So the first two lefties I think you're going to see out of the bullpen are going to be Alec Gamboa and John Rooney. Neither one of them are the 40-man, so they're going to need somebody to get hurt or something to happen to, to get added to the 40-man. And then the next guy that you're just going to go, holy smokes, look at this guy. Converted starter again last year. His name is his name is Ronan Cox. Yes, I knew it. This is a guy that top fifteen that guy. Who, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh? he's a top fifteen uh, top fifteen guy on MLB. You know, an uh, MLB pipeline for the Dodgers organization. So he's somebody that we we should know. But I've seen him throw, and this is a filthy, filthy kid. Yep, Madison Bumgarner, who is he? Who will remind you of? just in presence yeah. and the way that his 
his wind-up looks, and he throws what he calls velo donuts. And he is absolutely motivated to get to that 100-mile-an-hour uh, plateau <laughs> and reach the zero, as they call it. And, hey, man, when they moved him to relief last year, Clint, it was like, oh, my God, you took a guy who had amazing stuff as a starter, and then every time you – like Gus Varland, when you actually move it to the pin, then they, they call it a place up at that point. Now we're looking at a guy that's just throwing absolute darts to home plate. So Ronan Kopp is a guy that, that Dodgers fans should be seriously excited about as far as a left-handed reliever. He's a reliever at this point, and I think they'll probably keep him there. Yeah, um, I'm excited about that kid. I, I really do think, I hope we see John Rooney in some way, shape, or form this mm-hmm. year because he deserves an opportunity. He's had some, you know, numerically, the statistically, the numbers have been solid enough. He deserves at least a chance, even if he's not going to, you know, be a, a 10-year big leaguer or something like that. I think he's going to be an up-and-down guy, and, and with the state of left-handed pitching, in the Dodger bullpen as we speak. Uh, he's somebody that makes a lot of sense to see. And and I know somebody like uh, you know Tim Rogers, he's another guy who's really high on mm-hmm. Alec Gamboa. Even if I know less about him, if you guys are hyped about him, uh, I'll be hyped about him. And guys, those are names that you need to know. Another fun, another uh, like informative conversation with you, Casey. I really enjoy doing this. Uh, uh, whatever we end up doing next, uh, I'm sure we're going to enjoy it. Sign off for these people one more time. Let them know where to find you and, and uh, all the details they need to know about when you're going live and when your content drops. We go live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was kind of cool last Friday. You dropped your video of our conversation <laughs> at the exact same time I was live. So people were like, Wait a minute. What's how the, going on? the hell's going on? Yeah, that was, was my bad. I, I, I had set the premiere on it, and then I was actually away, and I look, and I was like, oh, crap, Casey's live right now. So that that's my awesome. apology. I won't I won't drop this one on Friday, uh, I promise. That was hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. So every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday at Dodgers Daily, I actually had Tim Rogers on last Friday. That was a hell of a lot of fun. We, we like, Every time Tim and I talk, kind of like we do, Clint, we, it's like, we don't even have a topic. We just say, hey, we're just going to start talking. And wherever it goes, it goes. Usually we end up in Canada or Alaska or somewhere. <laughs> no telling where we end up with that conversation. So it's a hell of a lot of fun. So, yeah, every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then usually twice a week we drop like a prospect video. Like last week we dropped the top ten prospects video mm-hmm. or like most underrated prospects, which is kind of our niche because – because everybody knows about the top prospects. We like to cover all of them, though, right? Yeah, you, this is also that, that fun time of uh, the year where everybody's dropping their, their top 100, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's interesting to see like uh, how, with how much talent this organization does move. Mm-hmm. I, I, they just keep finding a way to, to print more talent as it is, yep. you know, uh, yep. like I, I, you know, well, I, I say it at the beginning of this video before I have you on, like when we're looking at Andrew Freeman and the Billy Gasparino era, it's you're looking at Bueller, Gonsolin, May, Mitch White, Pepio Grove, Bobby Miller, uh, Emmett Sheehan, Gavin Stone, like there's, there's always somebody ready to go in this organization and, uh, they've make, you know, they all make varying levels of, of impact on the club. And, uh, People got to tune into you to make sure to to find the yeah. next big name that that is coming. Yeah. So again, uh, Casey, I hey, appreciate. By the way, Billy G. Gasparino, Oklahoma State boy, he graduated <laughs> right after me at Oklahoma State. He was an awesome player, by the way. Those were some badass Oklahoma State teams back then. So I wanted to give him a shout out.
Yeah, hey, anytime we can give Gasparino a shout out, that kid, that dude deserves it because that that is another guy that is a dude, and he's doing it in uh, the front office instead of on the field for the Dodgers. But a more important role, uh, I, I think you you would have a hard time finding than uh, than what he does for this organization. But again, Casey, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one of these. Well, I appreciate you too, Clint. I hope you come back on my show sometime, and I hope you invite me back. Yes, sir. Hey, give me a shoot me a text anytime, man. Thank you again to Casey for joining the channel for the second week in a row. It's really fun stuff to, to chat with that guy, chat uh, Dodgers baseball with this guy. But now I want to hear from you guys in the comments below. Sound off. What do you uh, think about Kyle Hurt? That's a big name for the Dodgers this year. Do you think he's going to end up being a, a big time, a, an important reliever for the Dodgers in 2024? Who stands out the most, in your opinion, amongst Landon Knack, uh, Nick Frasso, River Ryan? Will Gavin Stone figure it out? in 2024 after a rough start to his major league career last year again sound off in the comments below also if you guys have an idea for a video you want me to try and put together if it's not too crazy let me know i'm, I'm open to ideas i'm not out of them i got plenty of them and and other things are going wrong but <laughs> i'm open to some ideas again sound off in the comments below i am clint find me as real frg on the social media things and i will see you on the next one Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.